from gate seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington, outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone, and it is hard for a touchdown by Holmes! A minute remaining, and they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good! Sent it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats joined with my guys, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. Swerving Irvin Washington. How are we doing tonight, fellas? I'm doing all right. As good Gotta... as a Broncos fan could do, huh? <laughs> Hey, that's fine. I'll gladly trade my Broncos being dog shit for USC making the playoffs. That's fair. That is absolutely fair. Ben, how you doing? Yeah, uh, I'm doing well. I got to uh, got to go back. I know we we talked about this uh, at least on our, our our side text, but I got to go with it. I lost the bet. I lost the bet. It wasn't in three feet of snow. <laughs> so I got my henny here. <laughs> hey, oh, Irv, his God. first time drinking Hennessy, dude. <laughs> I will. Uh, he ain't gonna like it. <laughs> I probably won't like it. Dog shit. I'm gonna drink it on the rocks. Dog shit. We're gonna do it. I gotta get it a little cold. Like it. Nah, dude. Uh, Hennessy is one you just gotta pound. Uh, yeah, it's, an it's an acquired. Let's taste. see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, it's not bad. Huh? It's, not, it's not good. It's not bad. He said it's not bad. It's not. It's a good. hell of a lot better than scotch. So my motto is: liquor always tastes a little better when your life is fucked up. <laughs> I mean, my life ain't fucked up. I'm not <laughs> that, I mean, I, I guess I'm a molester with this uh, stash for November <laughs> here, but you know, it that's is the, what it is. You know, that's the analogy I always use when I'm drinking liquor. Like I know this shit about to be nasty, but hey, gotta pound it. Gotta yeah. do it, dude. Sometimes you it's not gotta... great. It's not bad though. Well, if you like, if you can stomach Hennessy, do say I think you'll like that a lot better. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh my god, you guys are fucking insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, do say it's like Henny, but it's way smoother. It don't give you that aftertaste, like I like that, yeah, chalky, yeah. Like that chalky taste, like Ben got in his mouth right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a very good way of putting it. Is that yeah. chalky taste? That's good. <laughs> Bought a nice gotta, bottle of rye for me uh, later tonight. So yeah, you ain't got to worry about that aftertaste with Ducey. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right, fellas. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night, we just saw a great, great Sunday night football game, man. Probably uh, one of the best primetime games of the year, to be honest. Before that, though, this is Sunday night, which means that we are drinking some beverages tonight. Yep. Ben, take it away. God, I gotta wash down that Hennessy, Jesus! <laughs> uh, yeah, so every uh, every Sunday night we're going to be uh, talking about a couple of beers as we do the podcast here. When we started this podcast, we wanted it to be just like we were sitting at a bar drinking beer, talking sports, and uh, we've kept that along, you know, going through and almost two and a half years now. So uh, you know, we want to keep this going at least with our Sunday night shows. Um, you know, the way we started it back when uh, Tap Room was. I mean, just hitting the ground running. But uh, so we're going to be reviewing a couple beers uh, for the night. Jordan's got like four, 15 beers tonight that he's going to be drinking. <laughs> so I've got uh, I've got God, two. Through all of them, um, I'm really stoked about my two beers. I know Irv's even got a beer going. Um, so, you know, it's a it's going to be a good night of drinking. We're going to be talking about the different beers that we're uh, we're opening up, um, giving reviews at the end of the show. Um, so let's start it off uh, at least first by saying. Um, Go to Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com. Use the uh, promo code TAPROOM when signing up. You'll get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. In some cases, that's two free beers. In some cases, it's a very nice beer. Let's go, y'all! All throughout the United States, you don't even have to leave your couch you know, when getting these beers. Um, so let's start with our, our beers for the at least the first half of the podcast. Uh, Jordan, go ahead and start. What are you, uh, what are you starting with? So I'm drinking, um, I ran across this 12-pack uh, from a brewing company that I haven't really had before, Odell Brewing Company. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're out of Colorado, somewhere in Colorado. I think Boulder. Oh, Fort Collins. I don't even know where Fort Collins or Boulder is, so maybe they're close to each other. Um, but this Boulder is where Colorado University is uh, located. So yeah, it's like northern Colorado. I know it's somewhere up there. Um, this is the the first one I'm drinking though is the Drumroll Hazy Pale Ale right here. Um, so I have okay. four different kinds. I don't know if I'm gonna get through all four, but two of them are like really light. So I mean, it's basically water. Uh, this one's five point three percent, so also not very heavy. But obviously, uh, hazy IPA is something that I really enjoy. Um, first sip of it, it's very uh, the the aroma is that is very uh, earthy, Ben, which is okay. what I really like. So it probably it doesn't say the hop hops that are in here, but I'm guessing it's like Simcoe hops and uh, probably like Galaxy hops or something. Probably not Galaxy because Galaxy's Hops are usually pretty strong. Yeah. Um, but it's also very citrusy, so probably citra hops, to be honest. There you go. Don't get those tropicals, those florals. Irv, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I fell asleep. Wasn't able to get my Modelo, so. Oh. Going with the hard stuff. The hard water. I'm drinking, drinking high-quality H2O. Yeah, you're right. Fort Collins is northern Colorado. That shit is, like, basically. Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, I got two beers tonight. I'm really stoked about this first one. Uh, just because it bring back, brings back some memories, man. So um, I'm going with Revision Brewing Company. This is um, this is called Emerald Bay IPA. Um, Emerald Bay was a frequent growing up. Uh, so when I saw this can, I had to get it. Um, it was where we went and uh, camped up at Tahoe every single year. Um, so uh, Revision coming out of Reno, which is about maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes out of, uh, out of Tahoe, uh, kind of Lake Tahoe South. Um, and I had to get this one 6.4%. So it's a little high for West coast IPA. Um, it is very aromatic. Same thing that Jordan was talking about, but this is really the fruity and that tropical notes, um, coming in with mosaic, moteca, cashmere, and citra hops. So really hot forward. Um, definitely from the smell, but I'm really looking forward for my second beer. I, to be honest, I kind of just want to get through this so I can get to that one. Hell yeah. Revision kills the IPA game too, Ben. It's really good. I've had a sip of it already, and it's quality. I can drink it quick. I've honestly never had a bad IPA from Revision. I could say that with 100% confidence. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say not bad. I've had a mediocre, but nothing has ever been bad from Revision. What's what's the one brewing company that has the Gummy Worms IPA? What's that one? Uh, New Glory? New Glory out of Sacramento, yeah. Because, like, they have, like, a lot of mid beers. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, Revision... Always like, always, always hits. Always I'd fire. say the worst that revision has is mid. Yeah, they like never is, have trash. Yeah, exactly. And New Glory, I've had some beers that I haven't been happy with. So <clears throat> nice. You know, this is what it is. Hell yeah! Well, let's hop into some football today. So obviously, we just came off uh, watching that Sunday night game. Phenomenal game. Um, when the when the Chargers scored with a minute forty six left on the clock, man, I knew the I knew the Chiefs were going to win the game, dude. That was just way too much time on the clock. The Chargers hadn't been able to stop the Chiefs all second half. Uh, this line closed minus five and a half, which I think was a huge error, dude. I think this is probably one of the worst lines that Vegas has made all season, to be honest. like We talked about the, uh, the Vikings line on Wednesday, and a lot of people said, well, the wrong team's favored in this game, right? When we talked about this game on Wednesday, we weren't sure if Mike Williams or uh, or Keenan Allen was going to play. They both played in the line, didn't move at all. Yeah. Which was really interesting in, in my yeah, point. That surprised me too. So they the Chiefs closed minus five and a half. They win by three. So they win outright, but the Chargers cover. The total was 52 and a half. The total goes over. Um, what was... Irvin, uh, or Ben, let's start with you. What was your thoughts on, on this game here tonight? I was surprised at, at the Chargers. I mean, I felt they played a hell of a game, uh, both offensively and defensively. I mean, we saw Mike Williams go out, what, in the first quarter? And, you know, even though he came back in, he wasn't effective. He didn't get a target. Um, yeah, he was kind of I don't think there. he finished the game, did he? No, I, don't, I didn't see him out there. But Jordan Palmer was excellent tonight. Jordan, uh, Joshua Palmer. Joshua Palmer, great. sorry. sorry. Um, Keenan Allen played really well. Um yeah, you know, even Austin Eckler, I thought had a had a pretty good game. Even though I thought he could have done better rushing the ball, he still got eighty three yards. 
um, but also was that kind of dual threat getting, you know, about 20 yards on the, you know, through the pass. So I was really impressed with that. What a game by Kelsey. Um, Man, that, I mean, obviously he missed, he got hit in the face with a football, but or shoulder um, because he didn't turn around, but man, he is, he is something else. Um, Great offensive. And even though the chargers got 27 points, I thought a good defensive day for Kansas city. Or was you what are you what were you thinking? Uh I missed most of the second half because uh unfortunately I took a nap, but I woke up in time to watch the last five minutes. But yeah, man, this is what you expect. You got arguably two of the top four, three. top three QBs in the NFL. So whenever you get them two on the field, the defense is gonna try to make as many plays as they can, make it uncomfortable, you know, try to confuse them a little bit, but those two are just too good, man. It's kind of it's kind of comical at this point that the Chargers aren't well. You can blame injuries, but they should be better. They definitely a better team than what their record would indicate, and it just goes to show nobody plays Mahomes as tough. Probably Josh Allen as uh, Josh Herbert. I mean, um, Justin Josh Herbert does. Some of the throws that dude can make is just not fair. So. Yeah. Like even the uh the one where he missed in the end zone, the dude was taking him to the ground and he threw the ball, and it was all just, it was uh it was all in time accurate. It's just the defender low key got away with a hold. That's why the dude from the Chargers didn't catch it. So yep. if he can if he can make throws like that, then it's not pretty much it's just not too much you could do with a guy like that. I say the biggest thing holding the Chargers back is a head coach, bro. Yep. Dude, Herbert and Sean Payton next year are gonna be fucking fire, dude. They're nah, gonna be... Sean Payton going to Denver, bro. Sean Payton is not going to Denver, dude. If he, he had, got, a, if you have got a, deeper pockets, doesn't matter, dude. If you have, we can if, pay him fifteen million a year. Yeah, but he wants a the Chargers wants King. an up and coming QB or a venture yeah, QB, and he'll be in LA. Who isn't who's on his way, way, way down, down, yeah, bro. There's no way he he passes up that Chargers job. I'm telling. Telling you right now, man. I, well, honestly, it's not like he he can't just sign with any team. I think he's still under contract with the Saints. Don't they got to put together a trade or not, something like that? Some type of compensation for the Saints? Only for this season, if he were to go to a team. Oh, next season he's free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that oh, it changes everything. Um. Yeah, man, I agree, dude. Like, sign me up for Herbert and Mahomes in prime time every time they play because every t- every game these two play is absolutely phenomenal and always comes down to the last possession. And obviously, like, we both, all three of us know, in prime time this year, I mean, we've had some dog shit football, dude, probably because yep. a lot of it is the Broncos playing. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, dude, these, these two quarterbacks, like, they're just – phenomenal dude the biggest thing to me watching this game though and i wrote it down like a hundred times is like why the fuck does andy reed refuse to run the football dude that's just not what he does i don't nobody is gonna make that man start running the football (laughs) i mean first drive pacheco runs 27 Rushes today. That's really good uh, for for Andy yeah, Reid. That's actually a lot. I didn't know they read well, the board. The second half, yeah, he, the second had half, he started seven yards. The second oh, half, okay. he started running more. But the first drive, Pacheco had two carries for like forty yards, and then he throws the ball three times in a row, and they end up kicking a field goal. Yeah, but you got to understand, Jordan. Andy Reid is Andy Reid. He's not changing for nobody. Dude's won what two? What how many Super Bowls has he won? One. One okay, well he's been the multiple. That's just Andy Reid, bro. There's no changing that. How bad as we want him to do it, as much as they are successful at it when they do it, he's just not. That's not what he does. That's but he has to get out of that because I mean it cost him the AFC Championship last year, like not running the ball. It literally cost him that game. Yeah, they're playing the Rams and they probably beat the Rams in the Super Bowl if they beat the Bengals. But he refused to run the ball in the second half. Bengals drop eight the entire half, and dude just doesn't run the ball. Like, if you can't run it against a three-man front, you got issues, dude. Right? But they didn't even try to run the ball. Tonight, he did, in the second half, he adjusted a little bit more, ran the ball a little bit more. And that keeps the defense honest, because then they have to bring guys up in the box, dude. And they have to respect the run. And then that opens up everything for Mahomes, dude, and what he does best. 
Right. So maybe they see that they got a good running back now, and they'll probably dedicate more, get more of the game plan to Pacheco because that dude's nice. Yeah, he's hella nice, he dude. Shout out yep. to anyone that got him on fantasy because he's definitely going to be the go-to back now. Um, yep. That's without a doubt. I thought it was a little uh, unfortunate that we see Kadarius Tony go out again. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy, man. That's yeah. the thing with him and Jerry Judy, man. They cannot stay healthy. I don't know what it is. What they're eating, how they training in the off season. They need to probably do some yoga, Pilates, something, man. Because those t- two dudes got all the talent in the world. They just can't stay on the field. Yeah, that's all. That's all bad. Um, man, shout out to the Houston Cougars, dude. Sixty six fifty six against the Oregon Ducks tonight in Eugene. Let's go! Damn, the Ducks, huh? Yep, two good, two good uh, basketball teams. Anyway, sorry, I, didn't I was just that. thinking, like, wait, wasn't college football last night, and the Ducks weren't? <laughs> well, then the now Ducks weren't playing. Then. Now we got college basketball every single night, dude. It's, it's literally the greatest time of year, bro. It doesn't get any fucking better than this. There's just too many college teams for me. I can't do it. There's 363 to be exact. Great, that's way yeah. too many. And that's then you good. double it for you know football and. Uh, you know, and basketball going right now. Well, football, so there's only 140 We can something. keep it kind of, we know, like, the general is, like, you yeah. know, teams you stay away from. But college basketball, bro, is just it's beautiful, bro. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking beautiful. Uh, I got to, and, and Irv, you got to come out for uh, either either one, either uh, uh, March Madness or Conference Weekend for that shit was so much fun last year. I, I plan on being. Well, it's conference weekend, so conference weekend is bef- the week before, right? The week before, yeah. 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 And like, there's the the WAC tournaments out here, the Mountain West tournament, Pac-12 tournament, and uh, the WCC tournament. All four of those tournaments are out here. And dude, we were just Ubering to game to another game to another game to another game. That shit was so much fun. So, so what's better? Should we should do that or should we do uh, March Madness? Well, March March Madness, you just go to the the sports book and then they have like every game on. But yeah. conference tourney, like you can actually like go to hella games. Plus, yeah. the tickets, are, tickets are like are hella cheap, cheap dude. All right, so it seems like I got to get ready for both. <laughs> we can get out here for both. I mean, dude, that it's definitely. A, it's fucking awesome, dude. It was hella fun last time. Yeah. All right, let's hop into some other games. So another game that uh really caught my attention. Oh, and by the way, your boy went five and zero on his picks today. There we go. There we go. So now all three of us have gone five and zero this season at, at some point. <laughs> so who who fucked me over today? I think the Giants did. The Giants definitely fucked you over. Yeah, I think I was three and two today. I told you, Irv, I, during the game, I said the fucking Lions were going to win that game, dude. I was watching that game in the fucking... The, the, yeah, uh, I'm not... Unless the Giants playing the Texans, I'm not picking them to win <laughs> The Giants were due for some regression. We're going to get yeah. to the Giants in a second, though. Let's let's talk Ooh, about the Eagles. Two and three today. Ouch. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I went two and three in college yesterday, Ben, and I had two of the worst fucking beats of all time on, on some totals, dude. Chiefs didn't win. Jets fucked it up, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. And then the Giants. Yep. We're going to talk about both those teams. But let's talk about the Eagles and Colts first. So Eagles closed this game minus six and a half on the road, coming off their first loss of the season. Um, they were honestly trailing this entire game against against Indianapolis. They get a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter in which Jalen Hurts completes one pass for eight yards. Yeah. They get a 47-yard pass interference call, and then they run six quarterback design runs. Um, end up scoring, winning the game, don't cover. Total goes under 45 and a half. Um, so what's what's our thoughts on the Eagles? Because, Irv, we talked about this last week, and you said that you still really trusted the Eagles, and you thought that they were probably the best team in the NFL. Do you feel that same way today? Um, Honestly... I'm not going to hold this not. I just think this Colts team is playing a lot better than what we expected them to be under Jeff Saturday. That O-line looks like it's a brand new O-line. Jonathan Taylor is healthy. You know, and this is a team we all had winning their division. I mean, they only the ran the ball for 100. They only ran the ball for 99 yards today, though. Yeah. That's, you know, just, I'm just saying just overall, just, just they're playing a lot better than what people expect them to be. And this is maybe the coach team we thought we was going to get all year. So the fact that 
The or Eagles went in the there. Eagles of course, they could have played a lot thought. better. Jalen Hurts could have played a lot better. But these are the, those are the kind of games, good teams slash great teams, they find a way to win. No. So I'll give them credit for the win, but no, they. I, I'm just like on the outside looking in. They got to play better because, of course, the Colts they have talent, but they are missing their best player on defense. Secondary been kind of banged up. The offense is not world beaters, but you know the Eagles have been struggling, but they found a way to win. So I'll give them credit for that. Jalen Hurts definitely has to play better, especially on the game winning drive for the fact that they won. And only completed one pass. That penalty really helped out. Um, but yeah, it's they definitely got to play better because if the Niners get healthy and they got to play, maybe the Bucks they looking better, and they just the Bucks are on a bye, so they probably could keep this run going. Yeah, I would be on a neutral field or uh, away if the Steelers' run game isn't work. I mean, the Eagles' run game not working like it's been the whole year, then. If Jalen keeps passing like that, then they could get clipped in the playoffs for sure. Ben, you said no. No. What do you What do you think? This is the New York Yankees of uh, football here. Hundred percent. That is a great fucking analogy. Actually, they are a great. Well, not even a great uh, uh, regular season team, but they are a decent regular season team with a hell of a, a schedule. And I, I think today's game really pronounce that because you look at this this Colts team and this offense is nothing like we thought this offense was going to be you have Jonathan Taylor who only ran for 84 yards who last year was going you know averaging over 100 yards per game you have Matt Ryan who is supposed to be the savior who is not not even close to the savior that we thought he was going to be you have this offensive line that is absolutely trash which was so much better last year and before this season, yes, absolutely right. The Colts, we thought we we're going to win this division, but this is not the Colts team that we thought. The defense looked great today, but the offense, in my eyes, you need a whole rebuild, building around Pittman, maybe Campbell, um, Jonathan Taylor. Paris Campbell that's had it. a couple of terrible drops today, too. He oh. did. Yep. But that's it. Like uh, the whole offense needs to be rebuilt. Uh, a fullback. You need um, probably another wide receiver or two. Um, you need a tight end. You need um, a whole offensive line. You need a new QB. Like this is this is not a good offense. And for the Philly, for the Phillies, for the Eagles to only win by one, that's is an embarrassment. Well, I agree with Irvin in the sense that like a win's a win. Like coming out with a win True. in that in that sense is like a good win. But I've been saying this about the Vikings, dude. Like, these one-score games, they even out at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like, you can't sustain this kind of win throughout the entire course of a season, right? Eagles dominated games early in the year because their run game was absolutely unstoppable and their defense was ferocious, right? Well, now teams are realizing they the Eagles aren't that good at stopping the run. You just have to run right up the gut, and you can yeah, have success. Yeah, they don't have Davis. They don't have Davis. They signed Sue, Linval, Joseph. Hopefully those can help out. I want to talk David about Sue. Back. Sue's mid. He's well, he's basically washed at this point. I mean, there's well, a reason yeah, why he wasn't yeah, on he's choice. Not, but he is a, still a damn good run stopper, and that's what they signed him for. Yeah. And it come come, came out yesterday that he had a choice between the Niners and the Eagles, and he chose the Eagles. Yeah, is probably that – the Niners weren't going to give him as much playing time. Cause this is the thing, dude is once the Eagles get healthy, cause they have two of their starting defensive tackles are out right now. Once it, those two starters get healthy, who are they going to cut to keep Sue on the team? Now I can tell you, probably. I don't know if they're going to cut anybody, but I can tell you for damn sure. The Niners probably told him, Hey, once we get healthy, you're probably not going to make our team. Yeah. You know, he probably mean? won't play as much, but if you sign him this late in the season, he's going to be on your team for the rest of the year. Yeah, but I mean, these—they're signing him because they have no other option. I mean, the Eagles are like decimated with injuries on their defensive yeah, line. Yeah, true. But you gotta think before the season started, it was like ten teams trying to sign him. So and then, not and like, on top of that, the Eagles traded for uh, Robert Quinn, and he's fucking washed now, dude. The Bears fucking—they—that was fucking highway robbery. What the Bears did to the Eagles, dude. Yeah, he isn't. He's looking nowhere near what he was. Man. No, not at all. And the fact, that, Irv, you said it when we when the trade first happened. You were like, "Oh, I mean, like 
you know, he'll probably get rejuvenated. But, I mean, I think last year was like an anomaly compared to how he's playing this year. I think with the Eagles, yeah. this is the thing, dude. The, the, obviously, you guys know my opinion on the on the Eagles. I've been saying it all year. Um, I I think they're a good team, dude. I do. I just don't think I don't think that their offense is sustainable in the playoffs, dude. I don't because we've seen now two weeks in a row where the Eagles get down, and last week against they played the Commanders. Commanders actually are starting to play good defense, dude. Yeah. Finally, yeah. And it's, once they get um, Chase back, it's going to be it's going to be a lot great. better. And they got the Heineken man, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, and then you you have the Colts. The Colts, I mean, dude, they're missing Shaq Leonard, who's arguably the best linebacker in football when he's healthy, right? That that's a huge miss because that's a spy on on Jalen Hurts. And how did the Eagles win this game? They literally won on quarterback draws. That's how they won this game. That is not going to work in the playoffs against playoff caliber teams. The one thing working in the Eagles' favor is that the NFC is absolute fucking dog shit. If I were to ask you who's the best team in the NFC right now, we probably all have different answers. I would I would say the Niners are the best team in the NFC. Yep. Fully healthy. And y'all know how much I fucking hate the Niners. Yep. But, but they're getting healthy too, so that's a that's, that's a, a big, problem. That's a problem for the rest of the NFC. If Jimmy G can win games without throwing touchdowns, that just goes to show how good that damn team is. So, I mean, who, who do we trust in? The, I mean, that's just how bad the NFC is. You know what I mean? Like, aside, well, you got you got a top five. You got the Bucks. You got the Eagles. You got the Vikings. You got the Cowboys, and you got the Niners. But or the so fact we, the fact that we put the Bucks in there with how bad they played all year. Yes. Yeah, because they got Brady. Of course, yeah. They're going to always be a factor. They got the best damn well, Plus, their defense when healthy is hella good. Right? Well, I think I think the, the Eagles are going to get a wake-up call week 15 when they're playing the Cowboys. I think that's going to be – because let's talk about the rest of their schedule. They've got the Packers, the Titans, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and then the Giants again. Well, the Packers like, are – their season's over. I think over, the Packers so and the Titans are matter. both 50-50 games. Uh, um, Packers season's over, dude. I don't think that they're going to be motivated to play at all. Like they have zero chance of making the playoffs at this point. Yeah, but I think that's that's when the pride comes in, um, especially next week. They're led you by know, Aaron Rodgers, who would rather go drink ayahuasca on the fucking yeah. yeah. So I'd give the Packers and Titans a fifty fifty game, and then I think they're absolutely going to get destroyed by the Cowboys. Well, I'd say the Titans are better Dallas. than a fifty fifty chance. Where are they playing that game? Uh, in Philly. Uh. Mike Vrabel is the best coach in football, in my opinion. Yeah, right I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, either team could win that game. And then I think what, if week 15 in Dallas, I think everything's going to get decimated, which is going to be the wake-up call for the NFC East, saying this is, uh, okay, maybe we aren't that good. Maybe our schedule was so fucking easy that we were playing Cooper Rush week five and got that win, sorry, six, and got that win. Now we have Dak. Now we have Pollard going crazy. We never know what Dak's going to show up, though. That's the problem with the Cowboys. Let's talk about the Cowboys real quick. So Cowboys, Vikings. um, Cowboys go into Minnesota and just fucking obliterate the Vikings, dude. I mean, this was an absolute fucking massacre. This game was was 3-3 to at one point, and then it was never fucking close after that. Like, the Cowboys just dominated this game. I think they finished with six or seven sacks in the game. Um, How many? Seven sacks, sacks, dude. Six times in the first... Uh, and knocked down nine times. Just an absolute fucking... Yeah. Uh, this was crazy, dude. Um, the Vikings suck. They're not as good as every as their record. This is why wins and losses, when, you, when, I tell you, when someone tells me this team is this good because of their win-loss record, the Vikings are a perfect example of why I don't give a shit about wins and losses, dude. Yeah. Because wins and losses can be dictated on luck, and luck is real, dude. And yes, they did get the beneficiary of that luck in these games. But when we talk about games like that Buffalo game, you play that game ten times, dude. They don't. They win that game that one time. They don't win that game anymore, right? The way the game played out. That is why we need to take into in consideration context for things like this. Now the Cowboys, though, Dak shows up today, right? Do we get this Dak every week? Do we get this? I mean, Tony Pollard was excellent today. Tony Pollard was excellent, but you got to you got to look. They scored on their first seven possessions. Yeah, I mean, and they, they were dominated. 11, Fifteen on third downs. 
Yeah, they just got to they got to get rid of Zeke, bro. That offense <laughs> is totally different with Pollard on the field. It's not even close. It's night and day. Um, I understand that's Jerry's boy. He drafted him. He loved him, but at the end of the day, 189 total yards, Irv. You got to be able to cut a player loose, and I'm pretty sure they're going to do it after this year, but for the rest of this year, it should be 80-20 Pollard on the field when it comes to uh, him and Zeke playing time and carries and all that good stuff. Um, They split carries today. Zeke had – so both had 15. Um, It should be – Pollard had 80. Zeke had 42 yards. Yeah, it should be – if it's 30 carries, Pollard should be getting 28. Zeke should be getting two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a little different than 80 20 but i like it yeah that's that's, that's the way it should be because i'm sorry bro zeke is washed um yeah. shit maybe he could play for denver next week seems like but, next year but Herb, do you trust Dak in a in a big like spot i mean i mean Dak went 22 for 25 today well, he was good today but that, that's what i'm saying like do we trust yeah. Dak in a in a big game like do we trust him consistently? Well, Dak has never been like terrible in a big game. Besides, what? did you watch that Niners game last year? That yeah, that yeah. yeah, the Niners game was probably the worst game he ever played. But that's an anomaly. Like we've seen him go toe to toe with the Russell Wilsons when Russell Wilson was considered a elite quarterback. We've seen him go toe to toe Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers makes a fucking one in a million throw to beat him in their home at, in the playoffs. So we know Dak can take a team to the postseason. We got to see him elevate and try to win in his team, uh, make it to an NFC championship in a Super Bowl. He has the talent. He has the talent around him. That Cowboys O-line has stepped up big time since Tyron Smith got hurt. So it's just. But Irving, the thing with the Cowboys is like, they've always had talent. Like that year they beat the Seahawks, they had the number one defense in the league. Yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying this team just has to be consistent. As long as Dak's consistent, he's not turning the ball over. With that defense, this team could beat anybody. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, and now we got to now we got to question Micah Parsons because Parsons left the game today with a knee injury. Well, but he came back, which did I think is back? fucking oh, stupid. Like, because that that was going to be my next point on this is you got to you got to look at better coaching here too because well that's yeah, that's the biggest thing about the five Cowboys. possessions and Mike then you McCarthy. have My, Micah Parsons come back in. What are you doing? Yeah, that wasn't smart at all. On, off a knee injury too. Well. I mean, we know their biggest deficiency is head coach, dude, for sure. Mike McCarthy is not the brightest tool in the shed or sharpest tool in the shed, but... Sharpest knife in the drawer. Sharpest knife in the drawer. Brightest tool in the the box. Brightest crane in the box. Whatever analogy you want to use. (laughs) Mike McCarthy ain't it. (laughs) He's not it, dude. He's not it. So, I mean, the Cowboys have to overcome that. But again, like, we talk about the NFC, and it's like, Okay, we got. I think we all agree the Niners are probably the best team when healthy. Yeah, and then you know you probably go like Bucks, Eagles, or Bucks Cowboys Eagles. Like personally, I think the the Cowboys are probably better than the Eagles, fully healthy. Yep. In my opinion, um, yep. yeah, want to just keep it a buck? Because I, I, I mean, the Cowboys pass rush is just so elite, dude. Like. If you have an elite part of your team, it just changes everything. And like the the most elite part of the Eagles yeah, is even the secondary line. is a little suspect, but that pass rush just gets gets that pass rush so makes up for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to uh, the Patriots game. So the Jets were at the Patriots. Um, ben promised me that the Jets were going to cover against the Patriots, even though they haven't covered in like fucking oh my god twelve years against covered. the Patriots. Uh, that they, was some fluke bullshit right there. Well, I mean, Nick Folk. I mean, the guy was like, un, he he hasn't missed. He missed like one kick hey. all year, and then he misses two in this game. And I did tell you that we weren't going to see three interceptions by Zach Wilson. No, instead I mean, he had we more saw more interceptions than yards in the second <laughs> half. I was but. gonna, I was gonna say. Uh, instead, we saw the Jets go for minus twenty one pass yards in the second half. Then, yeah. <laughs> Two total offensive yards in the second half. More yeah, interceptions dude. in week eight damn. than yards in the second half. So, damn, I mean, they gonna, they got to get them a quarterback, bro. I mean. Because their team is might, good, dude. They just don't have a quarterback, bro. That, the that's their problem. They, they, might, do they got a first-round pick next year? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they have two. They have uh Oh, yeah, they Seattle's have Seattle's. Well. 
first round Shit, pick from that might, Jamal. They might uh, want to package those picks I don't and trade think up they and have get one Seattle's of those QBs because they might have to cut well, well, keep Wilson for his rookie deal and just cut him after that because yeah, that dude is not it. Well, look at Robert Sala today describing his own fucking offense. Dog shit. Dog shit. Dog shit. Dog shit. Like. Dog shit. Insanity there. Can't do I can't really crazy too because once they get healthy, they gonna have three. They missing three starters, three pretty good starters on their O line. So it's trading up for the Jets though. They just need a QB. Hey Ben, remember after week two, we had a conversation, and I said. Would it be wise for the Jets to start Joe Flacco the rest of the year? Because he probably gives them a better chance to win. Yeah. I still don't think that. Dude, he was. Nah, because you got to think. You got to think. Because Joe Flacco played against. I think the Steelers was healthy when he played. played they played the Steelers, right? Uh, I think he played the Browns. The Browns. Yeah, he, he pretty much. Great game and a half. He, he lit up the game. Browns. Then he had a decent game, but I think they lost. Yeah. Yeah, but he went yeah, one and one as a starter. He can't do no worse than what Kyle Wilson is doing. No, nah, he can't do. There's not enough Ben Gay in the world for him to fucking be a top dude. of the line quarterback after week. Oh, nah, because dude, this is the same. I wouldn't suit. say top of the line, but I can. He can manage the game. He can. He can pretty much do what Geno's doing for the Seahawks. Yeah, and this is a similar. And I said this after week two uh, this year. This is a similar situation to the Cardinals when they had Liner and Kurt Warner. You know. Kurt Warner was a he was brought in as a backup at the end of his career, but he resurrected his career and he gave that team a chance to win because they had so much talent around him. This is a similar situation because the Jets have a great defense, top five DVOA defense. Oh they, yeah, I mean look at it today. They allowed three yards. And they have solid or, sorry, three points. Sorry. And they have solid skill position players, dude. It's not like they it's not like they don't have any talent around them. Zach Wilson Damn, is literally holding off. this team back. I ain't seen, wait, even Deshaun Jackson put return what to walk off. Didn't that game go into over? No, that was a walk walk off too. Yeah, no, that's the last time I seen a walk off punt return. Yeah, this was <laughs> a walk off punt return, dude. Walk off punt return touchdown, man. That shit is unreal. And one better missed out on like eighty bands. Well, well, and there should have been a uh, hit from the back or hit from behind. Yeah, he was going to score anyways, though. That's why. They oh, absolutely. He was going to score. But if if you are that player and you get a penalty there. Well, I mean, he probably fucking loses his job the yep. next morning. But the so reason why they didn't call it was because it like the, the runner was already fucking way past the dude. Yeah, that's dog shit. I mean, if it wasn't the Jets, it probably would have been called. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, if I think it if it was, was a bigger it was game, like, maybe. But I mean, like, uh, it was 50% like percent of the teams it would have been called. The, the, the guy was already way past him, dude. I mean, it was like he was like three yards past him. But I, there was no way he was going to catch him. It doesn't matter. It's still a hit from behind. Oh my god! Here we go. If it's dude. the Bucks, that that doesn't get called. If it's the Niners, if it's the the if you call all these technical- Cowboys, it doesn't get called. They could call holding on every fucking play if they wanted to. That's yeah, true. You know what I mean? They just only pick and choose when they want to. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, the Giants game real quick. So the the Lions go into the Giants. Uh, Giants close minus three. You guys both had the Giants as uh, one of your best bets. Um, the total was over under 43, 44 and a half, sorry. Um, the Lions cover went outright, and the total goes over. What was your guys' thoughts on this game? Because you guys both like the Giants, so I got to hear what you guys think about this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't reason why I picked the Giants because the Lions are one of the worst defenses in the league. And the Giants, I mean, I picked the Giants because the Lions have one of the worst defenses in the league. And Brian Dabble has been pretty damn good at exposing defenses and taking advantage of what teams don't do well. But just today, that shit did not work out at all. I don't know. The Lions defense probably played their best game of the year, and the offense just. Offense hasn't been a problem. It's been the defense. So they just exposed the Giants, man. The Giants aren't that good. And if they had a tougher schedule, they probably wouldn't make the playoffs, honestly. No. Who, the Lions? Hmm? The Lions or the Giants? The Giants. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought the Giants' defense played fairly well today. Um, you know, you get 165 yards off the pass, 165 yards off the off the rush um you know so if you're looking at a 325 total yard game can allow them to score 31 points was incredible off of that but that offense 
I will eat crow here. That offense is horrible. Um, today it looked just insane. You had Daniel Jones back to a second-rate QB. Uh, you had the run defense kind of looking like trash. Um, you had the pass rush. He was blitzed, blitzed 16 times with zero sacks. You had Saquon Barkley running the ball 15 times and got a whole total 22 yards. Like this was not a good offensive or defensive defense was okay, but the offense was just terrible. Two interceptions by, by DJ. I mean, you've got Matt Breda looking better and averaging more yards than Saquon Barkley. Yeah. This was a, like in my opinion, like I know the lions are like trash stopping the run, but this was one of those games where it's like, they literally just prepped to stop the run, similar to the Packers did against the Titans, right? And the Packers literally shut Derrick Henry down, basically, but they couldn't stop Brian Tannehill on Thursday. Yeah. This was a similar thing where, like, they just they sold out on the run. They were like, if yeah. if Daniel Jones beats us, we'll live with it. You know what I mean? And, and he did. He couldn't. Minus the two interceptions. Yeah, but that, that I mean, two interceptions is huge. Two, huge. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was the issue. The Giants' defense, I mean, honestly, this season, they've been 24 DVOA pretty much all year. Like, they haven't been great defensively. Mm. They've been, like, middle of the pack to, like, bottom half of the league. I think they've had a lot of luck, and now the regression to the mean is happening. You know what I mean? And, like, now we're going to see. They haven't even played. I don't even think they played a fucking uh, division game yet. They played one against the Cowboys and lost, right? That's the only division game they played, the Giants. (laughs) The Giants, uh, yeah, 0-1 the division. Yeah, they haven't even gotten to the meat of their schedule yet. So, I mean, they could yeah. very well go 0-6 in their division. You know what I mean? They're probably the worst. I would take the Commanders over them right now with Taylor Heineke. What a way to, way to, way to play the Commanders fan right now. Yeah, they yeah. look pretty damn good. And the Commanders, like, the best thing they do is stop the run, and that's what the Giants do best, you know what I mean? So, I mean, when all is said and done, I mean, this is probably not a playoff team, to be honest. And Brian Dable, he has done an excellent job all, all season. He's a hell of a coach. Uh, but this this team, I think we knew coming into this year, this roster, the way it was set, I mean, this, is, this isn't this is what they want going forward. I guarantee Daniel Jones is even their quarterback next year. So it is what it is. I don't know about that. but No, nah, there's no way that he's, he's a free agent at the end of the year. There's no uh, way they see, resign okay. him. I didn't realize he was a free agent. They, yeah, they didn't pick up his option. Yeah, he's didn't. a free agent, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have a pretty pretty decent draft pick. Yeah, hopefully it's for their quarter, sake they lose a it's lot. It's a quarterback-heavy draft next year, too. So They're not going to have a decent draft pick because they've gone 7-3 and three so far. Yeah, yeah. but Hendon Hooker might fall because he tore his ACL. Now, if you give me Hendon Hooker and Brian Dabo, I like that combination. Shit, give me Will Levis and Brian Dable. They not – well, if he falls, then cool. Shit, give me DTR and Brian Dable. Give me Jalen Daniels and Brian Dable. As long as he gets a, if he gets any of the top ten quarterbacks in his draft, he'll be all right. Yeah, I agree. He'll be able to get a top ten, but no, nah, he'll get a top ten quarterback. Top ten quarterbacks. Anything outside of uh, top ten quarter, the ten quarterbacks ain't going in the first two rounds. You yeah, know I mean they're gonna go in the top three, four rounds. Yeah, so he'll be all right. Just don't draft JT Daniels or Keaton Slovis. They're probably gonna draft uh, Spencer Rattler. If that dude can keep his head on straight, he can make all the throws. Yep. All right, quick, a uh, couple quick notes here before we get to the Monday night game. Um, Ron Rivera came out today after the game and said Taylor Heineke is the starter for the commies going forward. Yay or nay? Yay, because he's playing way better and he's making way more plays than Craig Carson Wentz was outside of the first two weeks. Eh. That defense is going to win the game. It doesn't matter if you have Wentz or Heineke in there right now. Heineke Heineke is making plays. We all know he could be a good quarterback. Heineke's playing better than than Wentz, but that defense is going to win those games. That team rallies behind Taylor, though. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, he's a uh, a, uh, good QB. Chase Young coming back next week. Um, Second note, um, Arthur Smith of the Falcons said that the Falcons will continue with Mariota as long as they're in playoff contention. What do you think about that? I think they need to uh, – I will reconsider that, honestly, because that offense is not – they figured it out. 
they're selling out to stop the run and they making um and they're making they're basically making Mariota beat him with his arm and he can't do that. What do you uh, think, they won today, but they won't win without Kyle Pitts in. So I think Kyle Pitts's injury is big. Man, Kyle and, Pitts has been uh, non-existent in that offense all season. What's that? He's been non-existent in that offense all season. Yeah, but Trust that me, was I got what him was in fantasy these dude. last couple weeks. That that's what know. was clicking in these last <laughs> couple weeks. So I don't know him what out. made him stop feeding Drake London too. Sorry to cut you off, Ben. No, Ever yeah. since then, that offense ain't been the same. Yeah, it's been a mid mid offense, dude. The offense has definitely sputtered of late. Hasn't been the same, but I thought, you know, we talked about it before the season. I was like, you know, at some point, Mariota's probably going to get hurt and Desmond Ritter's going to come in and you can see what you got from Desmond Ritter. But, I mean, the Falcons, have they've been respectable, dude. I mean, they've already hit their win total for the year. They are in playoff contention. I think you've got to ride Mariota until the wheels fall off, but I, I'm also in agreement with, with you guys in the fact that, uh, you know, I, I think you got to see what you have from Desmond Ritter, dude. Like, you can't. If it's worse, you know what I mean? Like, you go back to Mariota, and then you just draft another quarterback in the offseason. But, I mean, if if Desmond Ritter plays a lot better, then you have your QB of the future, and you just build around him. Build around him and, and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. You got Commanders, Steelers, Saints for the next three weeks. I think this is a great time to uh, test the waters. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they would just uh, continue doing that. Because, I mean, it's not like the Falcons have won because of Mariota. They've been winning in spite of Mariota. Yeah, he's been a good game manager, and he's been pretty damn good with his legs, and he opens up their run game more for the quarter, for the running backs. But And Ritter's probably more athletic than him, too, at this, exactly. this stage so, of their careers. I don't know. I would have went with Ritter. All right, let's talk about our, our uh, Monday Night Football preview. Or should we take a break real quick and then do Let's take a quick break. Okay, we'll take I, I do want to say one thing before uh, we kind of end with today's game. Uh, Buffalo finally fucking ran the ball today. Yeah. For somebody other than Josh Allen. You got Singletary and Cook both going for 86 yards. Yeah, that was huge. That was How huge. How many TDs? Uh, Singletary had two TDs. I know that. Uh, one rushing touchdown. Singletary only had one? Oh, yeah, that's right. They called one back on a fucking yep. holding call. Ain't that a bitch. Yeah. And then they ended up kicking a field goal. That is right. Still, they ran the ball. They had 171 rushing yards. Josh Allen, only seven. And honestly, this win from Buffalo, huge mental fortitude because they basically had half their team that didn't practice all week because they had the flu. And then they didn't even leave fucking Buffalo until like Saturday morning, dude. Get in, get into Detroit. And literally helped them shovel out of the entire city of Buffalo. Out of their houses and get to the airport. And then they don't get to Detroit till yesterday, and then they have to play a game. I mean, they started sluggish, but then they really picked it up. I think it was a tough s- situation for that that team, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah, the shows they they built they 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 built the win. Sean McDermott has built a really good program, a really good you know, a really good uh, fuck, what's the atmosphere, brotherhood, all that good stuff. Um, I think they like to call that uh, what's it called? The uh, damn, now I Foundation. lost my train of. Now I lost my train of thought. Culture. That's what they like to call it. Culture. Culture foundation, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's take you let's take a quick break real quick and then we'll uh we'll hop back in here and we'll talk about uh we'll we'll preview the Monday night football game. So stay locked with us. We will be right back.
We are back. Thank you for staying locked with us. Let's go. All right, let's hop into some Monday Night Football right now. No, before we got to go, we got to talk about our beers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really quick about our beers, because I got a special one for the, the beers. Um, we're still going with that that hard, uh, hard H2O here. Jordan, you've had four. Have you gotten to number two? Yeah, I started uh, the Sippin' Pretty, which is the fruity, fruited sour from Odell Brewing Company. This one's really okay. light. It's like 4%. 4%. All right. Um, I have a big one. Uh, this is a, a new beer coming out from Russian River, which I am stoked about. Um, I have never seen this before a week and a half ago, and I've been sitting on it because we didn't have a show last week because I was out of town. Um, so uh, Mosaic Stack IPA from Russian River. Uh, it's another uh, IPA coming in uh, to rival our Pliny's here. So this is a 6.5% pretty low on the uh, on on the percentage level for an IPA, um, but this is a mosaic specific hot beer. So super stoked about that. Now let's get into Monday night football. Yes. Let's talk about Monday night football. We got the Cardinals versus the San Francisco 49ers. This one is being played in Estadio Azteca in Mexico city. Um, the Cardinals are forfeiting a uh, home game and everyone's talking about it on online. They're all saying, Oh my God, how could the Cardinals uh, like throw away a division home game? And I'm like, dude, the Cardinals don't even have a home field advantage anyway, so it doesn't even fucking really matter. Uh, Niners coming into this game five and four straight up, four and five against the spread, three and six to the over. The Cardinals are four and six straight up, five and five against the spread, five and five to the over. Right now, the Niners are lane eight. The total is forty three on the money line. They're lane three dollars and fifty cents. Um, the Cardinals catching the eight. And 280 on the money line, plus 280. What do you think about this one, Ben, as a as a Niners fan? I mean, reading about what the Niners have been doing, I think this is a good way to uh, good way to bet here. Um, I mean, if you're looking at money line, you know, minus 350, anywhere to minus 365. I've seen it at a couple of, uh, of a couple places here. I think it's way too much um, to be to be putting on a money line bet. Um, definitely no no value there, but I think. Eight points. I would love to see this at seven, um, but I really just think eight points with the preparation that the Niners are doing. They practice in Colorado all week to get that atmosphere, that the high elevation practice. Um, the, uh, the Arizona is saying that what they were doing this week was comparable to high atmosphere conditions, but they stayed in Arizona. I just don't see how you can get those conditions practicing in Arizona. Um, it just kind of seems like another half-ass, uh, half-ass production from the Arizona Cardinals, which we've seen this year. So uh, I'm going to go San Francisco minus eight here. Too many points on a Monday night football game. It uh, is a lot of points, but as bad as go. the Cardinals are, there's no way that I'm laying eight points on a Monday night football game. And yes, I understand that that this game is being played. In Mexico City, this isn't like a game in the US. 49er fans in Mexico City. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be going to be a home game for the Niners. It's probably going to be a home game for the Niners anywhere they play. But the Cardinals always play the Niners tough, dude. They always, uh, the Niners are one in seven in the last one seven and one ATS in the last nine meetings against the Cardinals. So, and and we're talking about some Cardinals teams that were absolute fucking dog shit. The Cardinals played wait, wait, wait. the nine. Hold on, well. say that again. One nine and seven. One seven and one against the spread in their last One's, nine okay, meetings sorry. against the Cardinals. Okay, sorry. Um, the underdog is six one and one against the spread in the last eight meetings in this matchup. The Cardinals, uh, as bad as they are, dude, this is just too many points in a primetime game, dude. It's a lot of points. I'm taking the Cardinals here with confidence. I'm taking the Cardinals plus eight and a half. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Because <laughs> I think the Niners are a much better team, but oh, definitely, just too too many points on a Monday night game for a division rivalry. What's the over under? Forty three. Forty three. I'll go under. Yeah, I'd probably play the under too, but the only problem with playing the total in this kind of game is like you don't know what's going to happen because of the altitude. Because of it's just a lot of unknown. Is, dude. is Kyler playing? Kyler is he's he's questionable, but they said on uh, what's a dog shit head coach Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury said on on Saturday that he expects Kyler to play. 
And McCoy hasn't been all that bad. I'm trying to find what. So yeah. this is a repeat a of the. F- over now. Yeah. Kyler plays. This is a repeat of the first game that they played in Mexico City, and that was 31 14. So 45. That was like in 2002, dude. Five, but. It was a long ass time ago. Yeah. And that was when the. When the Cardinals had fucking, like, I don't even remember who their quarterback was, but I know it was someone dog shit. They still won. In 2002? Five. Five. 2005, I'll take a wild guess. It was either, it was probably Matt Leinart or... uh... Nah, that was before Leinart. That was when... Plummer? uh, Yeah, that was the last year of Plummer. I'm going to say Jake Plummer there. That's just a guess. Uh, I, thought, so. I thought Plummer was in Denver because remember we uh, went he to was the in Denver by then. in 2004, yeah. 2005. Dude, who was the Cardinals quarterback then? I'm looking it up right now. 2005? Yeah. Kurt Warner. Oh, shit. That was Kurt Warner. Yep. Yeah, With Marcel Ship and Anquan Bolden. Larry Fitzgerald. That was yeah. Fitzgerald's second year. Oliver Ross was the right tackle. I know him personally. What a what a trash team that was. Um <clears throat> what's your thoughts about this game, Irv? Um, yeah, I just see y'all getting uh might be close. I don't think the Niners cover, but I definitely think they went by at least a touchdown. So or if, you always play them tough, so it's not going to be a blowout unless y'all just come out and have, like, pick sixes and fumbles and all that type of shit. Which is definitely but, a possibility. Yeah, that, it could be possible. <laughs> the way that they played could be Either possible. this game is going to be close or it's going to be all bad for your, uh, your Cardinals. So if if Kyler plays, I think it's a close game. But if Colt McCoy starts, I think this one can get ugly. I, mean, well, I think even if Kyler plays, it's it's going to be missing his – the biggest aspect of his his offense is that run option because he's out for hamstring, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure how serious his hamstring really was. I think they just held him out last week because of precaution. They're okay. paying the guy a ton of money, dude. Last thing they want is to fucking just shred his hamstring, you know what I mean? Yeah, but even, even though <laughs> then, like, sh- small hamstring injuries are significant hamstring injuries. Not Maybe not long-term, but they hurt. So... No. It's going to come back. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, look at Keenan Allen. That's what he's been dealing with, right? Yeah. Yeah, he has been dealing with that shit. It's been nice. Yeah, it's, it's been troublesome for him. All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets for tomorrow. What do we got, fellas? What do we got? I can go ahead and start this one. Uh, we're going to go hockey. Uh, we're going to go uh, for the best bet for tomorrow's game. We are going to go uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights over Vancouver. Um, you know, looking at the way that the Golden Knights have been playing, we're even going to take the money or puck line here. I, mean, I think you can Ooh. take the money line sitting at minus 140. It's not that bad of a big. Um, but I think you can make even more money if you go minus one and a half here. And the big thing that you're going to be looking at is that Vancouver cannot stop the puck from going in the goal, um, allowing 3.89 goals per game uh, compared to Vegas's 2.47. So you're looking at a goals against average per game that is absolutely huge. And you look at the uh, penalty kill, which is a big part of Las Vegas's game. They are um, scoring on a 21% kind of uh, average here. Vancouver doesn't have a good power play as well, but if you look at the penalty kill, You've got Vancouver only stopping 65% of their penalty kills, um, which is rough. Very, very, very rough. So we're going to go Vegas money line at minus 140, and then uh, you can even go puck line. I think it's sitting at uh, plus 125, I think. All right. Irv? Uh, Golden State and the Pelicans over. Where's the game being played? It's in Smoothie King Center. It's in New Orleans. New Orleans. The Warriors are terrible at home. Um, they are coming on a back-to-back, though. Keep that in mind. So 
when you're doing that game. Minus a goal and a half, plus 175 for Vegas right now. Nice. That's a that's hella good value. Um, I'm going to go Cardinals plus eight and a half. I just think it's way too many points, dude. So give me give me that eight and a half. Um, this is probably going to close like eight, maybe even seven and a half. And could very well be an eight-point game given the two-point conversion. So give me that eight and a half. And then I'll give you guys a bonus pick, bonus college basketball pick. We're going to go University of San Francisco Dons minus six against University of Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa has only played one division, one opponent this year. That was Richmond in which they lost 60 to 55. Richmond is not that good this year. University of San Francisco, though, solid team coming off a huge win. Not a huge win, but coming off a big win against uh, Fresno State. Um, so give me the San Francisco Dons minus five get and a half. One more, uh, one more bet here. Go Eric Carlson with uh, getting a point. Ooh, Eric Carlson for a point. Let's go. Top point getter in the NHL right now at 28 points. Eric Carlson? Eric Carlson. Damn, trade him, dude. Probably will. His, uh, he's probably at an all-time high as trade value. I yep. like it. All right, y'all. Before we go, I do want to uh, bring in the, uh, oh, the yeah. beers that we had. That's right. Jordan had uh, two beers. I want to get his quick rankings, and then I'll go. I know, Jordan, you got another podcast to go to, but damn it, this one's more important. That is fine. We got we got time. So tell me about your beers. Oh, okay. The first one, the hazy IPA, the drum roll. Um, it's good. It's definitely like a hazy IPA. It's light, and you could like drink a lot of them. So it's something that like is a, you know, a chill drinker. It's not ultra heavy like you're fucking drinking a loaf of bread. So that's always good. Um, it's definitely something I would drink again. So I'm gonna give it a four out of five. It's not something that just like blew my mind away though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a, it was a good beer. The fruited sour, definitely not the best sour I had. Similar though, it's easy to drink, right? You yeah. definitely get like the apricot and the citrus flavors out of it. It's not like overly like pungent like a lot of sours are. But I mean, to be honest, those are the kind of sours I like. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this one a three seven five out of five. The hazy IPA was definitely better than the fruited sour, without a doubt. Like I barely even I took a few sips. I haven't even like drank that much of it. Yeah, um, I'll drink the rest of it, but it's not like so great where I'm like, oh, I gotta get another sip, dude. You know what I mean? So three, seven, five out of five, Ben. There we go. All right, I had the uh, revision IP, uh, the West Coast IPA, the Emerald Bay IPA, um, and this was a incredible one. Jordan, definitely keep an eye out for this. Um, you know, coming out in the Vegas area, um, since they are from Reno, I know you get a lot of the revisions. Um, I'm going to give this one a 4.9 out of five. Uh, this was one of my favorite West coast IPAs that I had super hot forward, super fruity. Um, but it wasn't one of those kind of slap you in the face, um, IPAs, or I even think you might like this one. Um, I know it's not the IPAs aren't your thing, but (laughs) this was a really good beer. Um, so definitely high, high ranks on this one, 4.9 out of five, the mosaic IPA from, um, Russian river. It was good. It wasn't all that great. So I'm going to give this one a 4.4 out of five. Um, I had high hopes for this. I was waiting for a week to drink this week and a half to drink this beer. Uh, But with the hop specific, it's tough to get that variation of kind of the the balance between hops. So it was definitely a good thing. Um, But yeah, great beers this week, guys. Oh, out of five core water. Uh, Five out of five. There we go. Core is the best to bless the waters. Make sure to go that one if you're going H2O. That water, five right, guys, out of thank five you, times. Thank uh, you all for listening to the podcast. Sorry, what, what's up, Jordan? I was saying he's going to drink that all the time. There we go. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Make sure to check us out on our socials. Go to uh, Instagram. Go to tap uh, to uh, Twitter. We don't know how long Twitter's going to be around. But check out Jordan Rules <laughs> TSP. Check out Swerve and Irvin TSP. Let's go. Um, and it is uh, those are going to be our everyday kind of uh, podcast here or sorry socials here make sure to go to uh, instagram at taproom sports podcast check out uh, all of our picks for best bets uh, throughout the week we do uh, football and uh, college football up there um, make sure to check out our website www.taproomsportspodcast make sure to like and subscribe on youtube twitch facebook everywhere out there we are there and last but not least is Rubel Cabrera grow the fuck up <laughs> Why is Dribble Cabrera? 
He knocked the dude out. out. You didn't see that? Socked a guy after a walk-off home run. Home run. I mean, knocked, a bitch. Him, knocked him smooth out. Oh, is that the, the like, uh, Winter League play? Yeah, Venezuelan Winter League. That's hella funny, man. I love that shit, dude. Let's Throw go. Fuck, <laughs> Let's go. Cheers, y'all. Make sure to go to Tavour. Download the Tavour app. Use promo code TAPROOM. 10 bucks off your first purchase. $25 or more. Sword for Nerva and Jordan will be back tomorrow. All three of us will be back to talk week 11 NFL on Tuesday. Let's go. See y'all later. Have a blessed Monday, y'all. Let's get this fucking money. (laughs) Peace.